Hello, my name is Apostle Lula Stockton, and I thank God for the tour portion number 18. It's called Mishpatin. It's spelled M-I-S-P-A-T-I-M, Mishpatin, and it means judgments. Um, you'll find um, the Torah portion in Exodus, the 21st chapter, the 1st through the 24th chapter, and the 18th verse. Um, Exodus, the 21st chapter, the 1st through the 24th chapter, and the 18th verse. Um, follow me as I read the Torah. Now, these are the judgments which you will set before them. If you buy a Hebrew born servant, he will serve six years. And in the seventh, he will go out free for nothing. If he came in by himself, he will go out by himself. If he were married, then his wife will go out with him. If his master have given him a wife and she has bought him sons or daughters, the wife and her children will be her masters and he will go out by himself. And if the servant will plainly say, I love my master, my wife and my children, I shall not go out free. Then his master will bring him to the judges. He will also bring him to the door or to the um, doorpost, and his master will board him his ear through with an owl, and he will serve him forever. And if a man sells his daughter to be a maid servant, she will not go out as the men servants do. If she does not please her master who has betrothed her to himself, then he will let her be redeemed. He will have no power to sell her to a foreign people, seeing he had dealt deceitfully with her. And if he had betrothed her to be, I mean, to her to his son, he will deal with her according to the statutes of daughters. If he takes another wife for himself, he will not diminish her food, her raiment, and her duty of marriage. And if he does not do these three for her, then she will go out free without money. He who strikes a man so that he dies will surely be put to death. But if a man does not lie in wait, but God let it comes in, come into his hand, then I shall appoint you a place where he will, will flee. But if a man comes presumptuously upon his neighbor to slay, to slay him, with a with gal, you will take him from my altar to die. And he that strikes his father or mother will surely be put to death. And he who steals a man and sells him, or if he is found in his hand, he will surely be put 
to death. And he that curses his father or his mother will surely be put to death. And if a man strive together and one strikes another with a stone or with his fist and he does not die but falls into bed, if he gets up again and walks, walks abroad upon his staff, then the one who struck him is free. Is uh, I'm sorry, struck him is free. Only he will pay for the loss of his time and will cause him to be thoroughly healed. And if a man strikes his servant or his maid with a rod and he dies under his hand, he will surely be punished. But if he continues a day or two, he will not be punished for he is his money. If man strives and hurt a woman with child so that her fruit departs from her, but yet um, no further injury, he will surely be punished according as the woman's um, husband will put upon him and he will pay as the judge judges determine. And if any injury or fatality follows, then you will give life for life. And if a man injuries or fatalities follow, then you will give life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burning for burning, injury for injury, wound for wound. And if a man strikes the eye of his bond servant or the eye of his female bond servant and destroys it, he will let him go free for his eye's sake. And if he knocks out his man bond servant's tooth or his maid bond servant's tooth, he will let him go free for his tooth's sake. If an ox gores a man or a woman so they die then the ox will be surely stoned and his flesh will not be eaten but the owner of the ox will be innocent but if the ox have injured with his horn in time past and it has been testified to his owner and he has not kept him in but that he had killed a man or a woman, the ox will be stoned and his owner also will be put to death. If a son of money, a sum of money for atonement is laid on him, then he will pay the ransom for life. Whatever is laid upon him, whether he had gored a son or had gored a daughter According to the judgment, this judgment, will it be done to him? If the ox gores a man servant or a maid servant, he will give to their masters 30 shekels of silver and the ox will be stoned. And if a man opens a pit or if a man digs a pit and does not cover it and an ox or and donkey falls in, the owner of the pit will make it good and give money 
to their owner and the dead beasts will be his. And if one man's ox hurt another's and it dies, then they will sell the live ox and divide the money and they will also divide the dead ox. Or if it is known that the ox have gored in time past and his owner has not kept him in, he will surely pay ox for ox and the dead will be his own. If a man steals an ox or a sheep and kills it or sells it, he will restore five oxen for an ox and four sheep for a sheep. If a thief is found breaking in and is struck so he dies, there will no blood be shed for him. If the sun rise upon him, there will be bloodshed for him. He should make full restitution. If he has nothing, then he will be sold for his theft. If the thief is certainly found in his hand alive, whether it be ox or donkey or sheep, he will restore double. If a man calls a field or vineyard to be eaten and put puts in his beast and it feeds in another man's field of the best of his own field and of the best of his own vineyard, he will make restitution. If fire breaks out and catches in thorns so that the stacks of grain or the standing grain or the field are consumed, he that kindled the fire will surely make restitution. If a man delivers to his neighbor's money or stuff to keep and it is stolen, out of the man's house, if the thief is found, let him pay double. If the thief is not found, then his master of the house will be brought to the judges to see whether he puts his hand to his neighbor's goods for all manner of trespass, whether it is for ox, for donkey, for sheep, for clothing, for any manner of lost thing which another challenges to be his, the cause of both parties will come before the judges and whom the judges will condemn. He will pay double to his neighbor. If a man delivers a donkey or an ox or a sheep or any beast to his neighbor to keep and it dies or it is hurt or driven away, but nobody saw, then will an oath of the Lord be between them both that he has not put his hand to his neighbor's good goods and the owner of it will accept it and he will not make it good. And if it is stolen from him, he will make restitution to his owner. If it is torn in pieces, let him bring it for witness and he will not make good that which was torn. And if a man, a man borrows anything from his neighbor and it is hurt or dies, the owner of it not being with it, 
he will surely make it good. But if the owner is with it, he will not make it good. If it is a hiring hired thing, I'm sorry, it came for his hired. And if a man seduce a virgin who is not betrothed and lies with her, he will surely endow her to be his wife. If her father utterly refuses to give her to him, he would pay money according to the dowry of virgins. You will not allow a witch to live. Whoever lies with a beast will surely be put to death. He who sacrificed to any god except to the Lord only, he will be utterly destroyed. You will neither taunt nor oppress a stranger, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. You will, you will not afflict any widow or fatherless child. If you afflict them in any way and they cry at all to me, I shall surely hear their cry and my wrath will wax hot and I shall kill you with the sword and your wives will be widows and your children fatherless. If you lend money to any of my people with you who are poor, you will not be to him as a usurer. Neither will you charge him interest. If you ever take your neighbor's garment for a pledge, you will deliver it to him by the time the sun goes down. For that is only covering. It is his clothing for his skin. And what will he sleep? And it will be when he cries to me that I shall hear, for I am gracious. You will not revile God or curse the leader of your people. You will not delay to offer your first ripe fruits and your wine and all tithes, the firstborn of your sons you will give to me. You will do likewise with your oxen and with your sheep. Seven days it will be with um, its mother. On the eighth day, you will give it to me and you will be holy people to me. Neither will you eat any flesh that is torn of beasts in the field. You will cast it to the dogs. You will not heed a false report. Do not put your hand with the wicked to be an unrighteous witness. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. You will not follow a multitude to do evil. Amen. Neither will you agree with a majority to pervert justice. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Neither will you consider a man's poverty in his cause. If you beat your enemy, enemy's ox or his donkey going astray, you will surely bring it back to him again. If you see the donkey of one who hates you lying under his burden and you will not want to help him, you will surely help him. You will not pervert the judgment of your poor 
in his cause. Keep far from a false matter and the innocent and do not slay the, a righteous person for I will not justify the wicked and you will not take a gift for the gift binds the wise and perverts the words of the righteous. Also, you will not oppress a stranger for you know the heart of a stranger seeing you were strangers in the land of Egypt and you will sow your land six years and will gather in its fruits and its fruits. But the seventh year you will let it rest and lie still so the poor of your people can eat and what they leave the beasts of the field will eat. In like manner, you will deal with your vineyard and with your olive grove. Six days, you will do your work. And on the seventh day, you will rest. So your ox and your donkey can rest. And the son of your handmaid and the stranger may be refreshed. And in all things that I have said to you, be circumspect and you will not make mention of the name of other gods, nor let it be heard out of your mouth. Three times in the year, you will keep a feast to me. You will keep the feast of unleavened bread. You will eat unleavened Bread seven days as I command you in the time appointed of the month Avi. For in Avi you came out from Egypt and no one will appear before me empty. And the feast of harvest, which is Shabbat, Shabbat, I'm sorry, the first fruits of your labors, which you have sown in the field and the feast of ingathering, which is Sukkot, at the end of the year, when you have gathered in your labors out of the field, three times in the year, all your bells will appear before the Lord. You will not offer the blood of my sacrifice with leavened bread, neither will the fat of my sacrifice remain until the morning. The first of the first fruits of your land you will bring into the house of the Lord your God. You will not boil a kid in his mother's milk. Behold, I am sending an angel before you to keep you in the way and to bring you into the place which I have prepared. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you, God. I praise you, God. Glory to your name, God. Hallelujah. Beware of him and obey his voice. Do not provoke him, for he will not pardon your transgression, for my name is in him. But if you will indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I shall be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. Hallelujah. How would you like for God to be an enemy to your enemies and your adversary to be an adversary to your enemies? Hallelujah. Because that's what the Lord says. 
That's exactly what he says. And that's why we don't have to fight our battles because God said that if you obey his force and to do what I say, he said that I will um, be an enemy to your enemies and I will be an adversary to your adversaries. Hallelujah. For my angel will go before you and bring you into the Amorite, the Hittite, the Perizzite, the Canaanite, the Hittite, and the Jebusite. And I will cut them off. God said that he would deal with all of our Amorites. He would deal with all of our Hittites. He would deal with all of our our Perizzites. The Canaanite, the Hittite, all of the ites. He would get rid of them. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. And I thank you, God. And I praise you, God, that we don't have to fight our battles because God said that the battle is his and that he will repay. Hallelujah. He said, I will cut them off. Hallelujah. You will not bow down to their gods. Serve them or do after their works, but you will utterly overthrow them and absolutely destroy their images. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. Hallelujah. And you know, God is still saying this today as this word is just as good today as it was in the um, in the book of Exodus. Hallelujah. It's not just talking about the Old Testament. This word is just as good then as it is now. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. God is still saying to us that we ought not to bow down to um, any God, to serve any God outside of I am, that I am, that I am. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, God, I feel your presence. I feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And you will serve the Lord your God. And he will bless your bread and your water. And I will take sickness away from your midst. Then, and that what the word says? He said that if you serve the Lord your God and he will bless you, um, your bread and your water, he said, I will take sickness away from your midst. And that's what the word of God says. And God still means the same thing today. I don't care whether it's COVID. I don't care what kind of disease it is. God said that I will remove. I will take it away. In the name of Yeshua. No one in your land will miscarry or be barren. I will fulfill the numbers of your days. So that means that even if we, if you had any barren, um, a, a woman that could not have any children, God said that they would not um, be barren or have a miscarriage. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will fulfill the numbers of your days. Talking about the woman having a miscarriage. They will not have a miscarriage. Hallelujah. You can stand on that promise and God will perform his word with signs and with wonders. Hallelujah. I should send, send fear of me before you 
and will destroy all the people to whom you will come. And I shall make all your enemies turn their backs to you. And I shall send hornets before you, which will drive out the Hittite, the Canaanites, and the Hittite from before you. All of the ites. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I shall not drive them out from before you in one year, lest the land become desolate and the beasts of the field multiplied against you. Little by little, I shall drive them out from before you until you increase and inherit the land. And I shall set your borders from the Reed Sea, even to the Sea of the Philistines, and from the desert to the river, for I shall deliver the inhabitants from the land in your hand, and you will drive them out before you. You will make no covenant with them or with their gods. Hallelujah. They will not dwell in your land, lest they make you sin against me. For if you serve their gods, it will surely be a snare to you. Hallelujah. And he said to Moses, come up to the Lord, you Aaron, Nabdab, Abihu, and 70 of the elders of Israel and worship from afar off. And Moses alone will come near the Lord, but they will not come near. Neither will the people go up with him. And Moses came and told the people all the words of the Lord and all the judgments. And all the people answered with one voice and said, all the words that the Lord has spoken, we will do. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Did they do it? No, but they said, amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> and Moses wrote all the words of the Lord and rose up early in the morning and built an altar at the foot of the mountain and 12 pillars, according to the 12 tribes of Israel. And he sent young men of the children of Israel who offered burnt offering offerings and sacrificed peace offerings of oxen to the Lord. And Moses took half the blood and put it in basins and half the blood he sprinkled on the altar. Then he took the scroll of the covenant and read in the hearing of the people. And they said, all that the Lord has said, we will do and we will listen. And Moses took the blood and sprinkled it on the people and said, behold, the blood of the covenant, which the Lord has cut with you concerning all these words, then Moses and Aaron, Nadab and Abihu and 70 of the elders of Israel went up and they saw the, the God of Israel and there 
was under his feet as it were a paved work of brilliant sapphire and as it were the body of heaven in its clearness. He did not lay his hand upon the nobles of the children of Israel. They also saw God, then they ate and drank. And the Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain and be there and I shall give you the tablets of stone, the Torah teachings and the commandments which I have given, I'm sorry, which I have written so you can teach them. And Moses and his minister Joshua rose up and Moses went up on the mountain of God and he said to the elders, wait here for us until we come back to you. And behold, Aaron and her are with you. If any man has any matters to do, let him come to them. And Moses went up on the mountain and a cloud covered the mountain and the glory of the Lord stayed on Mount Sinai and the cloud covered it six days and the seventh day he called Moses out of the midst of the cloud and the sight of the glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire on the top of the mountain in the eyes of the children of Israel and Moses went into the midst of the cloud and went up on the mountain and Moses was on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. God, I, I tell you, that was a, that's, that's powerful. Hallelujah. Can you imagine whew, being in the presence of God for 40 days and 40 nights uh, spending time in the presence of God? Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Now we're going to go into the half Torah of the um, Torah portion of, of the Torah portion, which is found in Jeremiah, the 34th um, chapter. Return to Jeremiah. Return to Jeremiah, the 34th chapter. Let me get it. I have it. Um, the 34th chapter. Let me get the 34th chapter. Mm. Boy, these pages are really sticking here. 34 and 8. Okay, I'm going to start at um, 34 and 8 um, through the 22nd. Then I'm going to go into the um, 33rd chapter, the 25th. And the 26 verses of the 33rd chapter. That's after I read the um, Jeremiah the 34th chapter 8 through the 22nd. And then I'll go back to the 33rd chapter and read 25 and 26. Um, follow me as I um, read the Torah. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord after King Zerdiah had made a covenant with all the people who was in Jerusalem to proclaim liberty to them. 
that every man shall let his manservant and every man his maidservant being a Hebrew man or a Hebrew woman go free that no one shall serve himself by them by his bro uh, brother Jew now when all the princes and all the people who have entered into the covenant heard that everyone should let his manservant and each one his maidservant go free that no one shall serve themselves by them any more. Then they obey and let them go. But afterwards they turned and caused the servants and the handmaids whom they had let go free to return and brought them into subjection for servants and for maidservants. Therefore, the, Lord, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I am cut a covenant with your fathers in the day that I brought them forth out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, saying, At the end of seven years, each man let his Hebrew brother go who has been sold to you. And when he has served you six years, you will let him go free from you. But your fathers did not listen to me or incline their ear. And you have now turned and done right in my sight, each man proclaiming liberty to his neighbor. And you cut a covenant before me in the house, which is called by my name. But you turn and pollute my name and each man calls his servant and each man his handmaid whom he has set at liberty at their pleasure to return and brought them into such subjection to be servants and handmaids for you. Therefore, thus says the Lord, you have not listened to me and proclaiming liberty each one to his own, I'm, I'm sorry, each one to his brother and each man to his neighbor. Behold, I proclaim a liberty for you, says the Lord, to the sword, to the pestilence and to the famine. And I shall make you a terror to all the kingdoms of the earth. And I shall give the men who have trespassed my covenant, who have not performed the words of the covenant which they had made before me when they cut the calf in two and passed between the parts, the princes of Judah and the princes of Jerusalem, the officers and the priests and all the people of the land who passed between the parts of the calf, I shall even give them into the hand of their enemies and into the hand of those who seek their life and their dead bodies will be for food to the fowls of the sky and to the beasts of the earth. And I shall give Sadeca, king of Judah and his princes into the hand of their enemies and into the hand of those who seek their life and into the hand 
of the king of Babylon, Babylon's army, which have gone up from you. Behold, I shall command, says the Lord, and shall, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I shall command, says the Lord, and cause them to return to this city, and they will fight against it and take it and burn it with fire. And I shall make the cities of Judah a desolation without an inhabitant. Now, I'm going to go back to um, the 33rd chapter. Let me go back. And I'm going to read um, 25 and 26. Um, the 33rd chapter, just going to read two um, verses of the 25th and the 26th verse. Thus says the Lord, if my covenant is not with day and night, and if I have not appointed the ordinance of heaven and earth, then I shall cast away the seed of David uh, um, Jacob and David, my servant, so that I should not take away, um, take any of his seed to be leaders over the seed of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But I should cause their captivity to return and have compassion on them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, we thank God for the half Torah. Now we're going to go into the New Testament portion of the Torah, which is found in Matthews, the fifth chapter. Turn to Matthews, and I have it. Um, the fifth chapter. The fifth chapter, the 38th. I'm going to start at the 38th verse. Well, I'll tell you, these, these pages are really sticking here. Okay, 38 through 42. Okay, now this is um, talking about teaching about um, retaliation. You heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, not to stand against the evil person, but who strikes you in your right cheek, you must at once also turn the other to him and to the one who wishes to sue you and to take your tunic, you shall, you must also let him have your cloak and who will force you one mile, you must now go to my, uh, to with him and to the one who asks you, you must give and do not resist the one wanting to borrow from you. Amen. Because God does not want us to retaliate against the enemy because it said it in the book of Exodus that God said that he will come against our enemies and he will, um, that he will destroy our enemies. So therefore, um, we don't have to retaliate because God said that he will fight for us. He will, um, destroy our enemies if we will hold our peace. We, and, and I know that all the time that it's not 
always the case that we um um, that we need to hold our peace. But if we hold our peace, God said that he will fight our battles. And um, and we also see, it in, uh, see that same scripture in the book of um, Chronicles as well. Um, talk about, uh, told, uh, God told um, Jehoshaphat not to fight the battle. He said that he will fight for him. So there are scriptures that actually prove that we do not need to retaliate, even though that people aggravate you. We know that people aggravate you. We know that um, it's not easy. We know that it's not easy, but God wants to build his character in order for us to have his character, his um, anointing on our lives. We have to do these things in order for that the anointing of God will rest upon our lives. And therefore, we don't have to be like Rabbi um, is preaching about um, having um, God to come in a filthy temple. See, our temple has to be cleansed. Hallelujah. And I thank God for that teaching. I don't want to go into that, but that's a part of um keeping our temples cleansed from retaliation, um, always wanting to get back at somebody, um, fighting our own battles. And I know because I used to fight my battles. I was the one that used to fight my battles. But I had to learn that the battle is not mine. And I thank God for Papa Sorolo. He always taught that scripture and that really helped me down through the years because I was the type of person that will fight my battles. If somebody fight me, I'm going to come after you. But I thank God for Holy Spirit that we don't have to do that. We don't have to um, fight our own battles. We don't have to retaliate because somebody else retaliates against us. Hallelujah. Because the thing is, is that if you want the anointing to flow out of your life. Hallelujah. If you want God's anointing to flow out of your life, we can't do these things, especially in this year of um, 2022. So we thank God for the Torah portion of the um, word of God, um, Torah portion number 18. Next week, we're going to start into a new month, which is the month of Adar, we have um, uh, Adar 1 and Adar 2. May God uh, richly bless you.